0: Hey, I'm Carlos Prieto, and throughout this week, we're bringing back some of the most relevant and most important episodes of Politico Energy from this year. Today, Anthony Adragna and Zach Coleman are talking about humanity's Code Red. We'll be back with new episodes in the new year. Happy holidays. Talk to you soon. It is unequivocal that human activities are responsible for climate change. Well, we're more certain that, yep, we're the ones doing this to the planet. That's the finding of a new study by the UN's Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. This is the first time that you've really seen a kind of unequivocal linkage between human activity, climate change and the disasters that we're seeing.
1: A new study says global temperatures are set to rise beyond the target limit of 1.5 degrees Celsius. The
0: heat waves, the heavier rainfall, the floods, That's climate change, baby? And, you know, we don't have a whole lot of time to reverse course. It's actually every pathway that the scientists analyze took us beyond one and a half degrees Celsius of warming above pre-industrial levels. There was one scenario in which after crossing it, we'd get back down below that. But that one and a half degrees is important because that's the threshold at which Scientists have said that a lot of these changes to our climate will become irreversible. This report obviously is meant to get us to say, hey, we've got to do something about this. If we're already heading towards that trajectory, which the scientists said we certainly are, then it becomes about how much can you limit those bad things? It's not a, we're going to prevent it all because at this point we can't. But how bad are we going to let it get?
1: I'm Anthony Adragna. This is Politico Energy. Today, Politico's Zach Coleman on the code red warning from the Intergovernmental Climate Panel and how far on the ropes we already are in the battle against climate change. How long have we been aware of kind of the scientific consensus about how bad this could get and what has kept us from responding to that?
0: This has been a three-decade exercise of I told you so from the science community. It's not a secret. Scientists blame the odorless, colorless carbon dioxide gas for these potentially dangerous changes around the planet. Uh, As a result of our uh, need for energy, we've been taking carbon out of the earth in the form of fossil fuels and burning it. We're actually getting more clear that the predictions that were made decades ago are accurate. If these scientists are correct, about 25% of Florida would be flooded sometime in the next century, along with low-lying areas all over the world. So what needs to be done is the science needs to be listened to. Even the pessimists, the ones that predict these terrible cases, aren't really predicting large effects for 50 years or so. So I don't see that we should pour money on this problem in the short run. We should have an intelligent program, but I don't see the, the reason for haste. There's not necessarily a policy response that works for every single country in the exact same way, but it is very clear that combusting fossil fuels and allowing their emissions to escape into the atmosphere is going to continue to heat the planet. And that, however you get to reducing those,
1: is what countries should be doing. I feel like scientists normally are pretty cautious in their tone, but this report was very stark and the rhetoric followed it. How did scientists talk about their findings here?
0: You know, I think scientists are trying to toggle between the empirical objective gloom here and also giving people the hope and agency to change course. What they're saying, though, is that if you have Steep, swift, widespread, aggressive emissions reductions by reducing fossil fuels or, you know, expanding tree planting, which will not do enough. You can try to limit that damage. You have to do things
1: differently much faster than any country is doing. Zach, something we hear from Republican politicians often is this idea that. Uh, We can simply innovate our way to avoid the worst consequences of climate change through new technologies. What does the report say about the role of technological innovation and whether that's sufficient to address the problem?
0: So the report says that with massive expansion of carbon dioxide removal, that we could end up in that lowest emissions pathway. But there are limitations. The report says that at a certain point, Trees don't take up as much carbon as they once did. All that extra heat-trapping gas just stays in the atmosphere. Basically, you're filling up a water cup
1: and there's no room left. It's just going to start spilling out all over the place. How does this report's findings stack up against what Democrats are proposing to do through their reconciliation bill? Well, the reconciliation bill
0: will send a lot more money towards climate initiatives.
1: And the budget reconciliation bill will do more to combat climate change than any legislation ever, ever in the history of the Senate. That is a promise.
0: But we don't know exactly how that spending is going to break out. We just got some pretty vague top lines. But one can imagine that even with $3.5 trillion dollars, it's not going to be enough to solve climate change from the U.S. perspective, because not all 3.5 trillion is going to go to climate. Pretty much every leading presidential candidate on the Democratic side proposing climate plans that were way bigger than that. So you really got to think about what is the scale here. And I don't know that Washington fully understands the scale. How do you explain climate change that occurred 10,000 years ago before man had a carbon print in case we have forgotten because we keep hearing that 2014 has been the warmest year on record i asked the chair you know what this is it's
1: a snowball can you give us the pessimistic case off this report and can you make an optimistic case
0: can i make an optimistic case the pessimistic case is we've been saying this for years and the time is running shorter. So we've put ourselves in this position and it's gonna be really hard to right the ship. The optimistic case is yes, I think that countries do have a clear-eyed vision of what needs to be done. I think that there is momentum to reducing emissions and I think it's coming from not just politicians but from society and from the business sector as well. Congress, and I would imagine other political bodies across the world, are really lagging indicators. If something happens at the legislative level, it's because it finally has reached a critical mass where Congress cannot avoid it. Maybe we're nearing that point. I mean, what was interesting is talking to some of these scientists for the report. They're saying these extremes are happening so frequently that we don't even have time to readjust our expectations and our models before another one hits. So everything is scrambled right now. We can expect to see way more, exponentially more, heat waves over a 50-year period. Uh, We can expect to see way more drought. So you're starting to see that all these events are really getting amped up by climate change. And given where people are moving towards coastal cities, towards more urban environments, uh,
1: it has a potential to disrupt more livelihoods. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com morningenergy morning energy. If you want to support our show, the best way to do it is by leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. For Politico, I'm Anthony Adragna.